Welcome back, everybody. This is the Yankee and the Brit Sports Talk. We're here to review week two. Hi, everyone. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my feelings still. All right. Jay's well, more in his feelings than he needs to be. Where you I don't know. Start? Let's just I don't know. Let's just start there. And let's then just rip go the band-aid off. off. Yeah, let's all right, just I'm go just gonna say all of us Vikings fans who are very excited, the Zimmer era ain't over yet. It's not over yet. We looked awful. We now granted could have tied it up 14-14, but Stonehands decided to drop a fucking pass. <laughs> and if if I'm gonna beat up Christian Watson, then Irv Smith's got it coming too. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm an equal opportunity asshole. And I'm not saying that would have changed the outcome of the game it, for necessarily, but it would have made it a whole different game. And then just like last year, we give up points at the end of the fucking half. Yeah, I I didn't expect you to give up the points at the end of the half. Something with red zone that really pisses me off is they show the scores for the other games, not red zone. Uh, the, the NFL app, when you watch the 40-minute thing, they, they had the score for the... Vikings Eagles game in the top corner, and I was like, "No, don't spoil it for me. I've managed to avoid it the entire time." They pissed like, me off watching the Titans because I there was times where I got fucking pissed off and changed back to the other game to calm down because I let my emotions get too much. Mm-hmm. And then so I watched the Eagles score. I switched the channel because I'm pissed off. Three minutes later, I got to watch the same fucking play on the screen yeah. during the fucking Bills game. I'm like, "You fucking dick." Yeah, exactly. And the scores in the left-hand corner, like, that's fine, like, during the game, whatever. But during the 40-minute coverage, like, come on, sort it out. Let's, like, match of the day doesn't include the, that's a British thing for uh, real football. Uh, Match of the day doesn't include the scores of the other games because they know people have avoided the scores of the other games. But anyway, that's by the by. Uh, When I saw that, it was at the half, 17-3, and then I was watching the 40 minutes on the train. I was like... How how does it end up being oh sorry 17-7 at the half? I was like, how does it end up being 17-7 from here? Like, I remember thinking that like on the train. I was like, all right, they've got the the Vikings have got the ball with a minute to go. How does it end up from going from 14-7 to 17-7? I was like, this is insane. And I have no idea what happened to you guys. And conceding the three points before the play and uh before the half, and then that turnover that was kind of the killer of the entire game um i don't think you guys should be as worried as you're kind of giving a credit credit uh as you are uh kirk cousins will not play that bad for the rest of the year well i want to be fair so that interception was on justin jefferson yeah he was supposed to cut in and he cut out hoping kurt would see him make the cut but the ball was already out of fucking kurt's hands so it was supposed it was supposed to be a slant not a post and I, I think they play so well together, like Brady and Gronk or, you know, Rodgers and Devontae, that they can do that stuff. And 90% of the time it works, like switch it up mid-play. This isn't to let Kurt off the hook because he still played like shit, but the interception was not on him. It was on JJ. Yeah, he, fr- he, he threw three more, though. But, well, uh, no, I, yeah, but more. at that point, after the first yeah. one, I'm just saying now you're just doing whatever you can to get back into a game that's sliding. I, at that point, when they, to steal a, a very British term, when Kurt threw that first interception, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of, I don't know, because it's not, but it's not, it's not done at that point. I, I don't know. I don't think Kurt's momentum ever going to play wise, that over. Again. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. At momentum wise, it's over. That's yeah, where yeah, the definitely. game was done. So anything past that. I find, I mean, yes, you don't throw bad interceptions, but I almost stop paying attention to that because it's like now you're just trying to get back into a game that you're down three scores. And in all honesty, let's be honest, this is coming from a Vikings fan. That score should have been way more than 24 to 7. Yeah, I was just thinking that actually because if you look at the second half, so you're saying, oh, look at the yardage they put up, obviously – what did Jalen Hurts get? Like 40 fantasy points or something? He was against me in the fantasy league. I basically won that single-handedly for the league. But uh, he was uh, he scored 40 points or something like that in fantasy. Um, you're thinking, how's it only that close? I think your defense ended up playing a lot better uh, in the second half. I think you guys might have lost that game more than the Eagles won it at certain points of the game. 
Uh, obviously, this is a Cowboys fan, so I find it very hard to give uh, the Eagles their credit. But um, they played well. Kurt's not going to have a game that bad for the rest of the entire year. And most importantly, I, your receivers are better catchers than that. Your receivers have never experienced the drops like that before, I don't think, apart from uh, O. Smith, who's stone hands. But uh, Adam Feeland yeah, had dropped out there. I don't think I've ever seen him drop that many passes. That's the problem with Irv Smith is that he's not that guy. And I get that he's been injured, but, you know, you watch him through college. You watch him through what he has played in the NFL. He doesn't drop shit. So that one just kills me. And I know players, like, look to run before they catch it and problems happen. And he probably won't let that happen again. But, like, for the Packers, it changed the whole game when Stonehands dropped the fucking touchdown Watson, Right. Yeah. For the Vikings, I think it was that snowball effect, too, where that literally makes it 14-14. So even if we let them get that three, it's 14 to 17 going into the half. It's a completely different game. And then all of a sudden, the Vikings are down 24-7. And it's like the more time that eats off the clock, the more you have to push the ball, the more you can't stick with your game plan, the more. And. I don't know. I think there was some really bad play calling, but let's chalk that up to rookie head coach and hopefully he gets better. But I'm in my feelings today and I usually get out of my feelings by the next day. But <laughs> I had so much hope that it makes me feel like, fuck, we're still in the same spot we were before we fired Zimmer. Yeah. And I mean, when it's 14 to 14, you can still establish the run game. You can still uh, play that style of football. And if there is if there is a team that you don't want to be trailing against, Plus, it's I hate the, the fucking Eagles. Eagles. I fucking hate yeah. the Eagles. So I, hate the way, I hate the way they play. Like the way they, they're good, too. Yeah, there's something about them that's so dull and boring. Like, I just, though, like their games are always the quickest on the 40-minute thing. On the Like, your game last night on the 40 minutes was 32 minutes. Well, if you watch, of, too, what pisses me off is how did they not cover A.J. Brown and let him get open those times? Because... It's the same exact fucking plays we run with Justin Jefferson. You're against them every day in practice. Just <laughs> pretend it's Justin Jefferson at practice and cover him across the field. That's the new thing in the NFL. You start out on the left and you send your best player all the way over to the right or vice versa because it's almost impossible for them to fucking um, follow your best receiver all the way across 52 and a half or 53 and a half yards, whatever the NFL field is it's just like you're seeing that all day with jj every day and you're gonna let aj brown to and no shit on aj brown because he's a great receiver but he ain't fucking justin jefferson so if you're covering justin jefferson in practice i don't know i think one of the one of the big worries that came off it for me because i think your offense is going to be fine um i i think it'll get mowing along again i don't i don't think that's a problem um your defensive line wasn't putting loads of pressure on jalen hurts but obviously that's a bit different when it's Jalen Hurts who can scramble out the pocket. Well, yeah, because you're trying to contain and not totally rush. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the fact that they kept taking Daniil Hunter and fucking uh, Ziad the game either. It's like, just fucking, they're pros. I know they're going to get tired. Let them play because, yeah, DJ Wanham's playing pretty well. But on the other side, Jenkins and all this other shit, why are you taking them both out of the game at the same time? Like, I don't understand that. If you're taking Daniil Hunter out, Z should stay in the game. If you're taking Z out, Daniil Hunter, because you never take your two best defensive linemen, I know they're linebackers, but because it's a 3-4, out yeah. of the game at the same time, it was pissing me off. I, I don't know. It was pissing me off. Yeah. The Eagles have still got shit to prove for me, to be perfectly honest. Um, well, I don't know we'll if what... I think they're a Super Bowl champion, but I know that that I don't think I looked that far off when I said they're winning the East. No, definitely not. I don't think I looked that far off when I said they're winning the East as well. But right. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. The bits where we thought they would be strong, uh, their defensive line, like still I don't think is blowing the heads off people like we thought it would do. The run game looks like it might be able to be established against them. Um, we'll see. We'll see where we kind of are with it, with the Eagles. Obviously, I'm an Eagles hater. I fully admit that. Um but I've just not been, I've been, I'm not been as impressed as everybody else seems to be with the Eagles, uh, considering they nearly lost to Detroit. And against you guys, you guys were really off your game. So we'll see what, I, we'll see where they are. 
I did take one good thing away from the Vikings game. Um, I like our offensive line. I think we fixed our offensive line for the most part. And people yeah. can say there was some pressure. I think it was against a really good D line and the pressure was not up the middle. And it, all of our problems last year was that the gut, the middle of the pocket yeah. kept collapsing. And okay. This is just a comparison in styles, not in how they do it. But Kirk cousins is more Tom Brady than he's ever going to be Aaron Rodgers, or even, or Lamar Jackson or even Aaron Rodgers. So you need him and which he can do well, he can step forward. But when the thing, when the whole pocket collapses, just made me feel good that I feel like maybe we finally got something going on our offensive line. Yeah, definitely. I I I don't think you guys have to worry at all. Um, and I I still want the Eagles to show me. Uh, which game do you want to go to next? Well, let's talk some Packer Bears quick. Just yeah. Now I said this in the group chat. It, is anybody going to believe me yet that Fields is just fucking horrible? He's just trash. You were- Last week you were saying he was improved. He is improved, but that doesn't still mean he's good. He's better than he was last year. I still don't want him. Like the Bears are atrocious, and the Packers defense is really good. Overthrow wide open receivers that could have had touchdowns too. Like by ten yards, man, just loft it up and let your speedy ass receiver run under it. Quit throwing these ropes. Like if somebody doesn't teach this kid how to finesse the ball. They're mm. never going anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I'm a Justin Fields fan. Uh, switched him out for Trey Lance. Uh, in terms of, I managed to. I got a trade for Trey Lance for Justin Fields before the start of this week. So uh, I'm feeling a little bit smug about that. He's not my starting QB though. Uh, unfortunately, Russell Wilson is my starting QB. But we'll talk about him more later. Um, with Justin Fields overthrowing, I think. Yes, there is something in his mechanics there where he is going to overthrow, and the issue is definitely going to be fixable. Like it's a time in the NFL kind of thing. the The problem with Justin Fields is he's worrying more about how the Bears can actually move the ball. Like he's got a fi- you feel like it's all on him to have to move the ball. He doesn't have that growing space. I'm not going to say he's the most technically finessed player. Like I still think the Bears should just tell him to just. Do you know what? Offense is yours. Just go create some magic. See what happens. Because that's when they look good last week. Um, I think the Packers' defense is really strong, so I think that's going to play on him a little bit as well. And do you think being behind against Aaron Rodgers is going to juice up that arm a little bit more? It comes up with a bit more experience. At least he can throw those darts, you know, is how I kind of look at those overthrown. I'd rather a ball be overthrown than underthrown, apart from in terms of interceptions, because you're always going to be intercepted more often if you overthrow. He throws the ball like Colin Kaepernick. It has to be a rifle every time without Colin Kaepernick's talent. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick's talent. He's faster than Colin Kaepernick. He just needs to run the ball. Let's see if he can run the nobody, ball. Nobody has run on the Packers in Packer history like Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, th- All right, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's in the 49ers. <laughs> I, I, I want to see him. I would love to see Justin Fields in the 49ers offense and see what happens there. Um, I would love to see what would happen. I mean, I'd give him more of a shot if he had a coach like Shanahan. I think I think that kills young quarterbacks all the time, too. Like, And I guess this doesn't happen too often, but let me take a quick dig at New England. Like when teams do shit like, <laughs> make a special teams coordinator, a quarterback coach. I'm just, okay. What? Like, I don't feel like they even put shit around fields to help them again this year. And that's and players. Yeah. In fact, they got rid of his best receiver last year. Like Alan Robinson is his best receiver and they got rid of him. They, they have nothing. The bears have nothing in, in terms of offense. Um, let's move on to talking about the Packers. Why the hell do people think that this like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is back. The Packers are back. If they didn't beat the shit out of the Bears, you'd be worried. You'd, you'd be worried. They should beat the shit out of the Bears. The Bears are terrible. The fact that the 49ers didn't beat the Bears, it took a rainstorm and the fact that they're playing a rookie quarterback that personally I don't think has the talent to play in the NFL. And let's... I'd take Trey over that guy in Chicago in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, you know... I, I mean, 
heart goes out to Trey Lance. Obviously, I felt very similar. It's a very similar uh, injury to what Dak Prescott suffered, and they saw like the year he was going to get his opportunity. So we'll see. We'll see what happened. Um, so heart goes out to Trey Lance, but personally, I don't think he's 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 got what it takes. Wow. So you were you were yeah. gonna look foolish at one point. So I am gonna clip this, put it away. <laughs> or I'll look foolish, but I have a lot of faith in what I just said. So we're clip this later. One Keep of that. us is gonna look like a fucking jerk off in two years. Keep that for later, but we're talking we're talking about the Packers. Um and yes, they should beat the shit that out of the Bears. This does not wipe away their week one performance. Did like did it really answer any of the questions that we had from the week one performance? No, not really. Like the Bears are awful. Let's wait to see if they play another good team and see what happens. I there. do think on the Packers' behalf, though, you're seeing better things with those receivers. They're getting more comfortable. Um, I said this from the beginning. Dobbs is going to be their number one receiver. I really think that's going to happen. Yeah. And oddly, I think Lazard being back helped that offense a lot. Yeah. Well, they actually they seem to have somebody who's actually played football before on their offense, so that's nice. Um, and Sammy yeah. Watkins was balling for an old Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Yeah, but again, the Bears are awful. Like their defense isn't terrible. Well, I don't like, disagree. I, I just said you said, "Is there any positives that you see?" And I that was my positives, right? Like yeah, it, it's it's positives, but it doesn't answer the questions from week one. Like, how will those receivers fare when the pressure is on? There is no pressure on when Aaron Rodgers is playing against the Chicago Bears. There is no pressure. Well, speaking of <laughs> injured quarterbacks, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and how mm-hmm. is Dak Prescott going to get Wally pipped? You no. might not get the term. Do you get the reference? Because it's a baseball reference. No, I don't. I, I would say, is Dak Prescott going to Dak be Tony Romo pushed out the door? Like Dak Prescott pushing Tony Romo out the door, maybe? Same kind of thing. That's what Jerry said. Jerry said on the radio, hey, man, Dak Prescott came in when Tony Romo was injured and Tony that Romo being Wally well. Pip. Wally Pip was yeah. the starting was starting for the Yankees. And uh, uh I, I just had the name. It one of the greatest baseball, and I don't know why I just went blank. Um what gets injured never sees the field again, right? Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle comes in, Wally Pip never sees the field again. So I was just joking when I said, Is that Prescott gonna get Wally Pip? Right? <laughs> Cooper Rush. No, I don't think so. I think uh, what ended up happening there was they underestimated Cooper Rush in the first half. We have a talented offensive coordinator, uh, Kellen Moore, who has to – somebody's going to have to give him a head coaching job eventually. Uh, hopefully they won't. I'm very happy that he's still there. Um, they underestimated Cooper Rush. In the second half, we scored three points. So – and that's more, more of kind of what is to come. Uh, what I did enjoy was our run game looks strong again. Uh, our offensive line is not as terrifying as you thought it would be. Uh, Noah Brown can play football, an excellent third receiver for when Michael Gallup comes back. Um, and our defense is legit. Like our defense is really, really good. Uh, Trayvon Diggs can cover. Um, who knew? That one play he undercut and they caught the ball. Hopefully that'll teach him to just stop undercutting the entire time. I'd rather you cover Jamar Chase than go for the interception the entire time. Go for the interception against worse receivers than that. Did you hear the announcers um, compare Cooper Rush and say, he looks like Tom Brady out there? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. He has Tom Brady qualities. Are we just calling anybody who's unathletic and slow Tom Brady? Like, is that what... Only when you talk about pocket, right? That's the only time I find it fair to talk about it. So if you can't run, you got to play like Tom Brady in the pocket. But that does never mean you need Tom Brady, right? Like like there there are Tom Brady qualities. It's like, yes, Cooper Rush has played in the same system for six years, so he knows it inside out. Yes, he's a very intelligent quarterback. And he balled out. Like let's like for Cooper Rush in that first half, he balled out. And when it was demanded of him to go down the field to um get three points because we were doing everything that we could to lose that game uh when they finally put the ball back in his hands then we were able to go down the field again great catch by noah brown 
game-saving catch by Noah Brown coming through the defender to take that ball uh, after it had been tipped. And, yeah, comparing him to Tom Brady is ludicrous. He's an excellent backup quarterback, but I'm sure the the reason that they're backups is they're not consistent. So he was great in the first half, not so hot in the second half. Was that because they took the ball out of his hand because they wanted to run down the clock and just keep running the ball? I don't know. I guess we'll see in the next game, which is against the Giants, which should be fun. And I don't want to um, beat on them too long, but, man, the Bengals do not look like last year's Bengals. They're going to force Joe Burrow to retire early. We thought they had that. So you and I were very skeptical going into last year about their offensive line. By the end of the year, we were like, okay, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't as bad as the year before. Now it seems like that offensive line reverted back to what we were worried about a year ago. It's They were winning in spite of the offensive line. So it's still an awful... The offensive line last year was still one of the worst in the league. Right, but it looked like it was finally going in the right direction, right? Like now it looks like it reverted. Yeah, I mean, Lyle Collins is Joe Burrow's new bodyguards. I mean afraid of Micah Parsons' shadow on some of those plays. Uh, you know, he taught Micah Parsons everything he knew, is what the commentators were saying. Like, Lyle Collins said, taught Micah Parsons how to beat O-Lineman. Well, he clearly taught Micah Parsons how to beat Lyle Collins uh, very well. Um, I mean, they're coming together in as, as an offensive line unit. I'm willing to give them some time to come into that ro- uh, come into their role as an offensive line. Um, but if they don't sort it out, Joe Burrow is going to retire early. Joe Burrow does hold on to the ball a bit. Uh, too long. They need to establish a run game a bit more. They had a bit more of a run game last year. I feel like the run game is not being established as high. Yeah, and I think this is an anomaly game, but Jamar Chase dropping passes and like yeah, exactly that like that yeah. just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not even going to beat him up because we know he is not stone hands. We know he is like glue hands, right? So yeah, I, I mean. It's the only time this season that I wanted to see. So I lost in fantasy football this week, but because Jamar Chase played shitty against the Dallas Cowboys. So I feel a bit better about everything. Um, I know I, I lost. In I'm, pu- I'm popping my chest up because I'm 2-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you have Lamar Jackson and, uh, and Stefan Diggs, you're going to, going to have a good, <laughs> good, good week. Um, and, the uh yeah, Jamar Chase dropping the ball, that doesn't happen. Joe Burrow is getting hit from all angles, so I'm willing to give him the pass as well. Um, yeah, I not a defining game for the Cowboys, to be honest. Like, I was pumped when we won the game. Uh, obviously, we should never have won that game. We're not good enough. Uh, currently, we didn't play well enough the week before. Um, let's see if we can keep it going. I don't know. How about them Cowboys? I'm pretty sure if my math is correct, and I am not a math fucking magician by any means, but Cooper Rush is undefeated in the NFL. <laughs> he is. 2-0. 2-0, baby. Cooper Rush. One no. win against you guys. That was actually played he played really, really well against you guys. That well, was, and that I was always incredible. Say this. this isn't to let the team off the hook, but I am really sick of hearing Cooper Rush beat Kirk Cousins. Let's be real. Cooper Cup beat Mike Zimmer. Yeah, Cooper Rush beat Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Like, um, if you're going to put it on one person, they beat the Vikings. But if you're going to try to put it on one person like people want to do, how about yeah. that? the fact that we ran the same scheme for eight years and it never changed? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I said to – I messaged you saying Cooper Rush has shades of Tony Romo, which you know is high praise coming from me. By that, I'm a Romo like, fan on Wisconsin, but okay. Yeah, that's huge praise coming from me. Tony Romo is my favorite cowboy of all time. Uh, <laughs> Mine too. So, no, I just yeah. <laughs> it would probably be Michael but, Irvin, but he's high up there. Yeah, and that shade of Cooper, that, that shade of Tony Romo, it's very light shades colored in, but it's that Tony Romo is an athlete, was an athletic, but was able to be evasive in the pocket and then would just throw these dimes out of absolutely nowhere kind of ball out. And uh, Cooper Rush did that yesterday. I'd like to remind, uh, day before yesterday, I'd like to remind everybody that Cooper Rush is a backup because of a lack of consistency, I imagine. So we'll see if he can do it next week. 
Well, before we move on, I will say this. Every time I say something good about the Cowboys, it pisses people off. So I'm really going to chap their ass, especially 49er fans. Best receiver in NFL history, Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Chalk it up. You guys can argue all you want. And your boy, Jerry Rice, ain't even in the top three. You can throw this <laughs> 28,000 years in the league stats out the window. But, okay, anyway. Anyway, let's move on to a guy who I don't really love, but I love that he's on my fantasy team. Stephon Diggs <laughs> and the Buffalo Bills, man. Like, the Bills are for real, Maddie. Now, take out the garbage time where, where the starters did not play. The Bills yep. are averaging 4.5 yards per rush. Now, people will go, that's not that much. A good team averages five yards or more. Shit, you give the Bills 4.5 yards per rush, and the Chiefs better hold their breath in the playoffs. Yeah, considering the Bills can't run 4.5 is a lot. Like, um, I mean, James Cook broke off a big run in that uh, in that time. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> I have to let yep. my dog in. We'll be fine. <laughs> <Got you. laughs> this is the uh, beauty of uh, live podcasting here, uh, everybody. This is what we do over at Yankee and the Brit. We only bring you the real stuff. But uh, hey, you moving on the audio, Bills, I, I mean, just didn't want to give you an empty chair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the Bills are for real. They seem to be uh, on an absolute mission uh, to start off this season. Josh Allen is unbelievable. Josh, the, to think that Josh Allen, people were saying he has, there's no point of him being in the league. He uh, is too risky in his throws, doesn't know how to play quarterback. And it's just like, if you give a guy with that much talent time to learn the league, if you give him time in the league, so many young guys with that amount of talent are not given the time in the league. And, and Josh Allen is a testament to that. Uh, did you see James Cook broke off? Uh, me and Jay are massive James Cook fans this year. That he's our he's our tip to be one of the surprise players of the year. But after but after his fumble last week, he broke off a massive running garbage time. So that's nice. Yeah, he didn't look bad either. He was picking up the blitz okay, which he's yeah. young. He's got to work on. But they're going to sling him out of the backfield. I actually was more impressed. This is kind of what I thought we would see last week. You know, slowly bringing him in and. You know me. My hope is just by time I hit a buy, he's serviceable in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with Gabe Davis down as well, Gabe Davis is their second receiver. Gabe Davis is going to be a big piece for them this year. Um, with Gabe Davis down, they still put up 40, 41 points, was it? Yeah, 41 points. And you know if they kept Josh Allen in, they were pushing uh, – 50 to 60 points, you know they were. Um, Stefan Diggs had 45 points in fantasy, 45.8 or something like that. Yeah. Ridiculous. And yeah, and they just went they just went off and they're a much better team. And that's basically all there is to it. Their defense is legit as well. Gregory Russo. So uh Russo was somebody who I slagged off a little bit. I said very, very talented when we were going into the draft. I said very, very, very talented. Uh, in terms of physical ability, he just needs to actually learn what to do with his physical ability. And I think he had two sacks yesterday. So, I mean, he's a weapon for them on the uh, on the defensive line. And then when you include um, Pat McAfee's new employee, Von Miller, um, in that defense, then they're scary too. And to flip on the other side, so the Vikings had me in my feelings. So I switched back to the Bills game to get calm down and all of a sudden Malik Willis is coming in the game because it's a blowout and I thought he sparked that team like with his legs I don't think he played too awful I think for garbage time this is perfect this is absolutely what this kid needed to get out there yeah. feel real game reps there's a couple things he could have done better which I think he will do better like he a little more touch in certain spots um there was one throw that if he would have released it a half a second early would have been a huge um reception but it got deflected because he i think he'll grow on that and i was really impressed with just the garbage time play of willis and i think if Tannehill keeps looking as bad as he does you might see willis by the middle of the season yeah i think if the titans look as bad as they do i think they kind of want to get out from Tannehill's contract anyway so they may as well see what um malik willis has got and he's throwing mechanics look 
bad, man. Like that that ball where it's half a second, he does start to throw the ball at the point where you're saying he should have, but it takes him half a second longer yeah. to get the ball out. Then we're thinking that... of a different play because he wasn't even stepping up yet. Oh, I wasn't even stepping up. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, we must be. So there's another play where he releases it half a second too late. And it's because it, in his throwing motion, you can't see my feet, so why am I even bracing? In his throwing motion, he steps back to then go forward, which I get a lot of people do, but not in that same... Like, it's like a jitter back before he's allowed to then step into the throw. Um, and I, I know I know Justin Fields' throw mechanics are absolutely horrendous as well. Well, so, I, I was going to say, yeah. I think where the difference is, is Fields has a little hitch, right? Which they got to yeah. fix. They got to fix the hitch because it makes the ball come out in weird angles. Um, Willis has that long, elongated throwing motion. Yeah. You can compact him, but... Rodgers had one of the weirdest throwing motions when he came in the NFL. He fucking held the ball right here. And you can change that if a guy's willing to put the work in. I'm just saying, like, Tannehill did not look good. I don't think nope. they're sold on Tannehill. And I nope. think you another six, eight games, you're not looking good. You put Willis in, let him learn on the fly, and let his legs do a lot more than Tannehill can. Yeah, and um, you can see when he runs the ball, he is a thick dude. So he is... Yeah, I'm not as worried about his injury proneness. Like no, he's a big though, lad. Tennessee running the ball. Derrick Henry being the biggest scat back in the world pisses me off. He is <laughs> not a big running back when it comes to putting your shoulder down, picking up yards, those tough yards. And it's like, I get your fast, bro, but no dude that big at running back should be a fucking scat back. That's Christian yeah. McCaffrey, that's fucking Aaron Jones, right? Aaron Jones and Delvin Cook hit the hole harder than fucking Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry stopping yeah. and starting is, like, it's killing me. It looks like he struggles to get his shoulders downfield. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like he doesn't move. So, in, in, in rugby, you're always trying to run just straight because in, in rugby, you don't want to take the space. It's something that I've found really difficult learning in the NFL that you always – run to the outside because you don't pass the outside you you try and run so you don't so you don't run straight in in rugby you work on keeping your shoulders straight uh like as much as you possibly can and your hips straight so you're heading downfield and then anytime anybody comes at you that's all of your momentum going at that one target henry seems to struggle to get his just obviously we're talking about a guy now who is like probably should have won an MVP for his rushing uh, totals in the past three years. Um, so I don't want to talk ill of him too much, but he's struggling to get his shoulders downfield. And I think people have realized that Derrick Henry doesn't hit that hard. Like I imagine we would feel like it would hurt, but it only hurts once he's got his speed up. He doesn't like run in and actually hit you. So if you can get up and put the hit on him early, then Obviously, that sounds very obvious, but especially with Henry, he's not just charging at that gap because he's looking for that outside 80-yard touchdown instead of just getting his shoulders straight, hips in, and just knocking it forward, which uh, I need is him, weird for, as you say, a guy that huge. I need him to be more Jerome Bettis and Mershon Lynch than I do need him to be Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it's just you think of he's... If he's hitting that up the middle and then uses the pace as a surprise around the outside rather than just going like, oh, I'm going to the outside. I'm going to the outside. Oh, there's a massive hole up the middle there, but I'm still going to the outside. Like, it, it it's just a bit weird. Like, just get your shoulders downfield, man, and just start running. Well, what the did Bills you think? Real contenders this year. Oh, yeah, the Bills are for real. I, we, I think we both have them in the Super Bowl, don't we? Yeah, we have them. We have we both have them winning the AFC. Although the Chiefs look for real as well. They do, they do. But like, there's just something about that Bills team um, that I'm feeling right now. I have to ask you though, how about that Miami team? Yeah, I mean, people have been slagging off Tua, and it's almost like who? I don't know who thought to who thought that when Tua came into this league he would be the one to carry the Dolphins. That isn't who he is. But as soon as they put weapons around him, you know he's an intelligent guy. You know that he's accurate. And he has Jalen Wallow and Tyreek Hill. And they're not worrying about 20-yard receptions. They're worrying about 40, 50-yard receptions. And when you have that 
bomb power that they have and that explosive offense, you feel like they can come down from um, any point whatsoever. The uh, come back from any point deficit whatsoever. I mean, shout out to Lamar Jackson for having an absolutely wild game. Great game and still losing. Poor guy. Yeah, so as a Ray, I'm not a Ravens fan, so the loss doesn't bother me at all with that 50-some points. But Tua started out a little rough, but the way he came on, that just proves Mm. that, like, not every quarterback is going to start every game on fire. Sometimes you need the rhythm. But I'm really impressed the most with the way the team rallies behind him on the field and off the field when talking about him. So the team loves him. It's like the coaches that hate him. So the coaches don't like him, but the team love him. So let's just play with the well, team. Let's just give maybe the guy this new regime does like him. We'll see. You yeah. know what I mean? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he's had to deal with so much. He's got that Dak Prescott quality of just being a leader, like on the on and off the field. That kind of thing that makes up for Dak being average um, sometimes. So, uh, but to uh, I think he's. People are complaining about how weak his arm is and that Tyree Kill is having to come back on a lot of throws. But if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, there's not many times where Mahomes really hit Tyree Kill on stride as well. Like that dude is so quick that it takes you by surprise. So you almost underthrow him a little bit just completely by accident. This is going to sound crazy, but it just popped in my head when you said it. But does anybody else notice that Patrick Mahomes gets less respect for winning than quarterbacks do for almost beating him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. there's something to that of where you get a lot of credit for almost beating Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. So let's not let's maybe not compare to it to that standard. And even if we are comparing him to that standard, Patrick Mahomes underthrew Tyreek Hill a decent amount of the time because of how fast Tyreek Hill is. Um, Tua is the perfect guy to run that offense for me. Um, obviously, if you obviously if you could put Justin Herbert in that offense, like if they could go back in time and pick Justin Herbert over Tua, I think they'd be ridiculous not to. Like if you can put Justin Herbert in that offense, of game close. Like the Miami Dolphins are Super Bowl contenders, but their defense got absolutely smashed. So that kind of takes them out of the running for Super Bowl contenders for me. Um, even though I still think they're going to put a big fantasy points, just not against teams like the Ravens. And the Ravens are going to have an elite offense all year this year. All right. Well, I want to move on to a team that I want to rescind everything I said about them before the <laughs> season. The Colts, I picked them to win that division. I'm more leaning towards Tennessee or fucking Houston, as odd as it is, than I am the Colts. The Colts look bad yeah i mean that division is awful the colts and the titans were the only ones holding up that division for not being the worst in football and they both look terrible so the nf uh the afc south has to be the worst division in football there's no way that so uh their bottom half of the division worst in football the colts have just lost against the bottom half of the division and they're one and one against the bottom half of the division, and they only just beat the Texans. Like that is bad. Jonathan Taylor can't seem to really get anything going. It was the Texans, or was it the Falcons that they played? Um, they don't have a win though. The Colts don't have a win. They have a tie. The Colts don't have a win. Am I just? Oh, they tied against the Texans. So that, sorry, they're oh one and one against the bottom half of their division. That's even worse. Um. Jonathan Taylor can't get anything going this year. I feel sorry for anybody who has Jonathan Taylor in fan- fantasy. Don't pain still um, kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt Ryan makes Carson Wentz look okay. Um, Michael Pittman looked really good. I in actually first. have heard um, people on TV the last week saying they'd have been better off staying with Carson Wentz. Ridiculous. I don't know, but, man. Matt Ryan don't look any good either. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know, man. but they weren't winning anything with Carson Wentz either. So you may as well have just rolled the dice and saw, saw what happened. Like, <laughs> there's no there's no way that putting Carson Wentz in this game makes them any better. Like, I just don't. I just don't think that. Um, they, 
What has been the Colts' biggest problem for the past three or four years, Jay? What position has been their biggest problem for They're the past three or four years? But yeah. Well, right, okay, quarterback, and then what What else would you say? What have well, they, been they missing? don't have any wide receivers. That doesn't they don't happen. have a single wide receiver. <laughs> they so all year you thought, oh, could do with a wide receiver, really, couldn't they? Could could do could do with a wide receiver. They didn't, like, they took Alex Pierce, who I'm really high on, and I think he'll recover from that drop. I mean, he got concussion. But the, they didn't take an elite first-round wide receiver. Um, they didn't try and get anybody in free agency, and they're surprised that this is how it's turning out. Michael Pittman is an excellent second wide receiver. Alec Pierce is a really good third wide receiver. They don't have a number one, and they haven't since T.Y. Hilton was younger. Well, the fact that they didn't re-sign T.Y. is strange to me, yeah. and he's still a free agent. Yeah, I mean, T.Y. is done, though, right? Like, there's no way that... It's better like, he than didn't anybody they got him. right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he's. I I wouldn't he be surprised. The yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts contacted him and he said no. Like, would would that surprise you to say? Well, I know he wanted more money than they were willing to give him. But at this point, now that you're a free agent and going into week three, don't you just take the vet minimum and play if you want to play? Yeah, maybe he doesn't want to play that badly though. Like, maybe that's maybe he's enjoyed his time off, so he's like, well, that- this is my. It's a different player, but Nadama Kinsu still wanted to play this year. His agent actually contacted the Vikings, and the Vikings said, yeah, we'll give you the vet minimum. And he's like, no, I want $9 million. And the Vikings were like, have a good one. Yeah, the Cowboys should definitely go get Nadama Kinsu. But he wants like 8 or $9 million. Like, dude, We you're have the cap space. Years old. You're 112, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but we have the cap space in that in that regard. So that that's fine for us. One-year contract, $9 million. Let's see what happens. That works. Um, but back to the Colts. Um, actually, no. Back to the to the Jags. Trevor Lawrence looked okay. Kirk, uh, Christine Kirk is a decent signing, not for that amount of money, but still decent for them. And Doug Peterson can coach. Yeah, he's definitely the right coach for the job, especially after the whole Urban Meyer <laughs> fiasco and the fact that Urban Meyer is getting offered a college job right now after all the shit that happened is very weird to me, but well, that's a different yeah, it just shows that the college game is all about winning, doesn't it? It's not, it's, they don't care about their students. They don't, no, well, they don't and nobody, students. nobody even pretends that we think they care about their students. But yeah. the fact that he got in the, in the Me Too world we live in and what happened last year, very strange to me that he's even getting calls. But that's like I said, that's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the Jags. So I think the Jags are in the right direction. Like I don't expect much from Duval this year, but um, I expect them to keep getting better. And yeah, like I said, this is what's going to happen. Peterson's going to turn that team around, get fired, and set the next coach up for a perfect run. Yeah, I mean the Jags and the Texans are going in the right direction. The Titans and the Colts are going in the wrong direction. So we'll see. Um, We'll see where that ends up. I do you know what? I might go out on a limb and say the Texans are going to win that division. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me with the way things are going. Yeah. And I just think they're, I don't think they're great, but I think they're built better than the other teams around them. And I think the Jags are right there too. I just think the Texans have more pieces right now. Um, in not so much in your skilled positions, but the trenches, and that can win you a lot of games in the NFL. But I got to ask you about a team that people are starting to say are for real. And I still think they're a Fugazi. I think this is just a weird anomaly. I am not sold. And everybody can keep, I want to say this so it's not too offensive. Everybody can keep praising Danny Dimes, but I think that the (laughs) Giants are not real. I think this is going to go back to reality for them. And I still don't think they win more than seven games this year. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to say the Giants because I am absolutely sick of hearing anything about the Giants being good. Who have they played so far? They played Carolina Panthers, who were like regarded as possibly one of the worst rosters in that. Like something happened with the Panthers where they got Baker Mayfield and everybody was like, oh no, the Panthers might actually be decent. No, like their roster is all. You and I were both like, Baker shouldn't even have went there. Yeah, exactly. Like... Like what is that? And then who did they beat in the in first week? 
I should have prepared more for this, guys. I'm really sorry. They beat the Titans. He just got smoked by the Bills. They beat the Titans by one point. And we were just saying how the Titans are going in the wrong direction and they look bad. Like, I think they were all happy because they beat the Titans. Like, fair enough. But after the Titans' performance this week, I think that kind of shows not really got it. Like, the Titans aren't all that. Oh, they're not like they have been for the past few years. Uh, they don't have a wide receiver at all. Sorry to bag on the Titans even more. Um, and then they've just beat. They've just beat the Panthers, who were regarded as one of the worst rosters. And the Giants are going in the right direction, kind of. They've scored. They've scored some touchdowns in their own stadium this year. That's good. That's a. That's a positive. Well, well done. We'll see you next week. I don't want to. I don't want to bruise them too much because they play in the Cowboys next week, and I'm starting well, to believe. I'll do in it Jim for you. The Cooper Rush show is going to continue next week. <laughs> Fuck you. Honestly, I've I, honestly I've I've been starting to believe in jinxing more and more and more. Um, but hey, yeah, man, I'm telling you right now, Cooper Rush is coming for Dak's job. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But... I, I'm terrified. <laughs> People will stop watching as soon as they hear that. Um, well, you would think they still watch Skip Bayless, so yeah. Uh, but the Giants, Danny Dimes is, I'm a Danny Dimes fan. I think Danny Dimes is better than a lot of people give him credit for. I think the Giants are horrific. So therefore, Danny Dimes has been dealt a tough hand. I think if you put Danny Dimes in Seattle, then he wins that quarterback job, I think, which isn't saying a lot. They've got Geno Smith and Drew Locke, but yeah. Uh, we'll see. The Giants can prove me wrong. They absolutely can. But I think this whole thing is a fugazi, and I think Giants fans are going to be really let down. But that's just me. It's like I want to see Saquon Barkley do well, but I also really, really don't want to see Saquon Barkley do well. If you, like, you know what I mean? I want to see Saquon Barkley do well and then them cough the ball up in the red zone every single time. That's what I want. So – what do you think about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, Brady gets his first win as a Tampa Bay Buck over the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evans gets suspended for flying off the side of the, of the sideline and hitting yeah. Lattimore. I am a guy who thinks Lattimore is a big instigator and also needed to catch a suspension just to send a message. But that didn't happen. But I'm definitely okay with uh, Evans being suspended only because he came off the sideline. If he would have been in the, the sideline yet. And that would have happened. I would have said no suspension. But when you decide to run across the field from your sideline, yeah. you you, you got to own that suspension. That's Tom Brady. What do you expect me to do? <laughs> yeah, but you did it for Jameis Winston, too. Let's not act like it yeah, was yeah. just for Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. He just hates Lattimore. Let's be, let's be real. Those two. Well, and I wouldn't let other. somebody touch my quarterback either. I get that. But there's a level to what you can and can't do, and you have to be aware of what you can get away with. Yeah, I mean, Lattimore punches somebody in the face, like, straight, before he gets wiped out by Mike Evans. Because Mike Evans did it better and harder, he's been suspended, and Lattimore hasn't. Lattimore did a little girly thing to the face. I think if Lattimore would have, I mean, if Evans would have been on the field, and would have turned around and did it, I don't think he'd have got suspended. I think they're trying to stop yeah. you from running off that sideline. Yeah, Evan, Evans was on the field. I just want to put that out there. He was on his way to the sideline. He hadn't quite made it yet. Right, but you get what I'm saying. Like He <laughs> consciously yeah. turned around. It wasn't just a heat-of-the-moment thing. It was a literal conscious effort. To, that's <laughs> kind of what I meant by that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. No, no, no. Mike Evans deserves to be suspended. I get it. The brawl against the Packers too, you fucker, you fucker, yeah, you fucker, Mike Evans. You couldn't. Yeah, have done it. It's, it would be fine if Chris Godwin was <laughs> available. It's all right. They've got Cole Beasley. They don't. Hey, they, Julio's be back. Julio's back. They've got Cole Beasley. They'll be fine. Um, that Packers. What I learned from that game is that Bucks defense is unbelievable. That Bucks defense. That Bucks defense won them the game. That brawl seemed to spark something in them where it was like, right, let's go. Like the Saints shouldn't have gotten that brawl. That's what I learned from that. Um, I learned that, that that game, Sean Payton is definitely going to be coaching next year. Not that game, but because of that game. Because uh, he went on Colin Howard today or yesterday and said, it's the only time I've had FOMO since the end of the year, uh, since I left. Like that game. So now I, Sean Payton's coming back and 
I I kind of don't want to make the playoffs anymore. Uh, so that Mike McCarthy gets what's coming to him. I think you could go to the NFC Championship game and lose, and still he would fire. Jerry Jones loves him some Sean Payton. Yeah. I hope Sean Payton. And Sean Payton was a cowboy, man. He was a cowboy. Yeah, I know. You know? So, I know. One of his own. We know that Jerry loves one of his own. Uh, the... I don't really know what else to say about that game. There wasn't. There just wasn't like a lot, was there? Tom Brady d- can't play against the Saints as a Buccaneer for some reason. I I can't really work out what it is. And that Tampa Bay offensive line is terrifying me because I feel like this is Tom Brady. Tom Brady might retire not on his own terms for the first time in his entire life. Well, you stick around long enough, they drag you off the field. That's just kind of how <laughs> it goes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Onto those uh, Arizona Cardinals. Let Kyler Murray be magic. Can we just leave it at that? Like, where was that in the first game of the season? And where was that for the entirety of that game? Cliff Kingsbury, stop trying to overcoach. Stop trying to prove that you're the reason that... Stop trying to prove that you've got it. Like, the reason that you'll stay in the job is winning games. And you'll win games if you just throw the ball... Jimmy Johnson said it. He, He said, just throw the ball to Kyler and just go and sit in the locker room and just let them tell you what the score is. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I just think um, too many coaches, and I just came from a coach like this after you know for eight years. It's the scheme, the scheme, the scheme, the scheme. Sometimes fuck your scheme. It's not always yeah. about the X's and the O's. Sometimes it's just about the Billies and the Joes. Yeah, not when you have not when you have Kyler Murray. Like I get the scheme when you've got Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Drew Brees is awesome in the scheme because he's smart enough to then add on to the scheme while he's out there. That kind of guy, perfect in a scheme. Kyler Murray, let's face it, there's a reason they put that clause in his contract. They can say whatever they want. Kyler Murray is not the hardest working player off the field. No way. Well, he even said it when he was going in that he doesn't spend that, going into the league, he doesn't spend that much time on film and all of that. So it wasn't a shock. Because he plays better when he doesn't have to watch the film. Like, just let the guy be magic. Just let him just let him do what he wants until your wide receivers come back. The scheme works when you have all of those wide receivers. That wide receiver call will be one of the best in the league when it's by game six or seven. But until then, just just roll the ball to Kyler and just get out of the way. No, I agree. I don't do you still think the Raiders are going to win the division? I do. I do. Wow. Okay. I, I, I have a do. lot of faith in that team. I think once they get rolling, teams just better watch out. It's a new coach. It's a new scheme. Once they start to understand how the nuances of McDaniel system and they haven't like got slapped around by like, they yeah. don't have three division losses yet or anything like that. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I do. When you play, when you play Kyler Murray, just being absolute magic as well. Like they had Kyler Murray on the lock until that did you, that twenty second play. <laughs> he he ran a play for twenty seconds. That, it was a um, two point conversion. Yeah, a two point conversion that took twenty seconds. You go, man. You go, Kyler Murray. And they also played Justin Herbert week one. Uh, well, that's like said, they don't have like three that, division losses yeah. yet, though. That's when I'd start to get worried, right? Yeah. You split with the Chargers, you're still fine. See what happens with everybody else. Um, I will say, though, like I said at the beginning, the, the Chiefs are the ones that always worry me, in, you know, when you're going with that division because Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, you know, it's just they are – Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. I don't even know what else to say, except they are Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's stay in that division and talk about a team that lots of people are kind of fancying uh, over the Raiders. Uh, The Denver Broncos. What? Who the hell is going on there? As you would say, who the hell is fancying them over the fucking Raiders at this point? Yeah, not now. Like, at the start of the season. I wanted to give you a bad British accent. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. I still have faith in Russell. I don't have any faith in uh, Nathaniel Hackett, but me and you have had this conversation when the Vikings were talking about interviewing Nathaniel Hackett. I was like, please, no. Yeah, the head coach can't hack it. (laughs) Yeah. 
I stole that from Rich Eisen. Sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> which I imagine Rich Eisen stole it from somebody else. Uh, but let Russ cook. Get out the fucking way. Just let Russ take over play calling. Let Russ take over all. It's it's the awful play calls, yes. But at the same time, that time management, it makes Mike McCarthy look smart. It makes Mike McCarthy look like he went to Oxford or Cambridge. That's what... That's how bad Nathaniel Hackett's timekeeping is. Um, he just doesn't look like he knows how to make a decision. It's like, I know, good real world example. It's I, it's like when you're trying to decide what a real good world example is, and you just snuff on it. Uh, yeah, it's it's just like when you're trying to make a, when you're trying to make a decision, and you just you're just fumbling around trying to get. That's what timeouts are for, you absolute fool. Like, if you're trying to, like, work out what to do next, use a timeout. Don't don't think, oh, but I don't want to burn that timeout because you've wasted 40 seconds worrying about burning the timeout. Just burn the timeout and just tell Russ to throw it to the sideline. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Also, Joe Judy and Patrick Sertan are going to be big misses for them if they're out for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Well, Maddie, yeah. let's end this show talking about another team everybody's really up on right now. And I and maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see what everybody <laughs> else sees. I know the big numbers do it. It's the Lions. And like I don't I don't like I don't think they're the worst team in the league. But I'm literally watching Lions fans talking about winning the fucking north right now on things, and I'm like, shoot, calm down. I, yeah, they I mean, put up big numbers against – okay, week one, you can always throw out the window for most teams, for most. You can yeah. throw that. We Are we talking about, like, the Lions, like, going on this run? Maybe I'll look stupid. I'm not sold. The Lions are still the Lions. Dan Campbell, I think, will burn that locker room out at some point because of the way he is. Players are just going to tune him out. And Swift, when it comes down to – they need a dog. He won't be it. And Jared Goff is still Jared Goff. Yeah, that's why you put Jamal Williams in when Swift when it's those big damn situations. They, they, people, they do. People but are you going to rely on Jamal Williams all year? A guy that got like you know couldn't even make the Packers roster a couple of years ago. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give the Lions fans a pass here because they haven't been this good in a while. So it's like that feeling they've they've got the feeling that the rest of us feel at least once uh at least hey, maybe, once they'll, a, maybe they'll shut me the fuck up we play him sunday yeah oh right okay uh yeah you might be catching them quite hot to be fair um but uh amun ra st brown is he ever gonna have a game like that again let's let's see what happens i quite like amun ra st brown i think he's good um i think both the but, brothers are pretty good but like yeah. still the lions yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Their offensive line is probably one of the best in football. They've built it in the right way. Like, their offensive line is probably one of the best in football. Aiden Hutchinson looked pretty decent. Jared Goff can throw the ball. Like, Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Like, I I, I, I kind of get the Jared Goff hate, but not when it comes to the Detroit Lions, apart from the fact that they didn't draft another quarterback. Like, if you're having Jared Goff as the holding piece, that's fine. But it looks like they're not having Jared Goff as the holding piece. It looks Those like those coaches are going to wear down grown ass men with their antics. <laughs> they are. They're going to yeah, wear might be what they need. Deuced on the offense, arguing with the defensive coordinator in practice, even though they're friends. Fucking Dan Dan Campbell and his weird fucking sayings and Man. his. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's got to be at least five guys in that locker room that go, if he says man again, I'm going to stab him in the fucking throat. <laughs> hopefully they keep on taking that out on the opposition. Though. Uh, but, well, not hopefully for you, I guess. But, um, yeah, I like the Lions this year. I don't believe all the hype that they're getting either, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I, with that burning out situation, I, I just kind of think, Yes, they will get burnt out, but that was Dan Campbell the long term, or was Dan Campbell the plan where you just bring them in, you make them realize they can win, and then you sack the fuck out of Dan Campbell. So, like, once they're burnt out from Dan Campbell, sack that guy and bring in an actual coach. Like, you know what I mean? So they can, so they 
they've broken that losing pattern. They can see that they can win. They've got that dog in them. It's just you have to make that choice at the right point. Don't hold on too long. Otherwise, the dressing room falls apart. That losing culture comes back. And then don't cut, don't do it too quick and piss off half your team. Yeah, it's a real nice time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You've got to time that perfectly. I and did. we check the lines to time that perfectly. I get why people love Dan Campbell. I've said this to you before. He is a I like dude I want to go drink and hang out with. He is not a dude I could handle coaching me for long. So, like, I just – I get it, and I get that no matter what happens, half that team is going to love him, you know, as a coach. And I yeah. bet you almost 100% of that team loves him as a man. I just think at some point you get burned out of all of that and you stop hearing what's being said. Yeah, and I imagine he'll burn out soon too. Watching him cry, Without making the decisions, like, about cutting people, I was like, oh, man. This, this may be, this may be the life that you've had to take. It's not the life that suits you the most. If it was not for Tom Brady, Bill Belichick would have burnt them guys out after five years. Yeah, definitely. But because Brady but, let Belichick yeah. treat him like that, it was different. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't. Know. I like where I like where like the lines are going. What do you got? What do you think they win this year? Just to I'll put you on the spot question uh, I won't hold you to it because you don't have a schedule in front of you just seven. that's what I said see okay we're not they, they yeah. play the NFC so seven okay I can see them beating the commanders and the do, have you, do we play all the NFC East yeah so I can see them beating the commanders and the Giants and they're the kind of team that the Cowboys hate to play against and like they those. always play the Packers tough so maybe they catch one of those because it's division games yeah. and they play they they play us tough at times and so I'm not saying that they're awful I'm just saying like Lions fans need to calm down it's not four. yeah seven seven that works but um yeah Lions, Lions fans calm down you're going in the right direction take the seven actually and then... you said something though that makes me give them more of a pass they haven't had shit to cheer for in 60 years so <laughs> Lions fans get loud get loud get yeah. crazy fuck nonsense. Fuck. let's go let's go I'm just get, get nonsensical yeah, no you but... said it it changed my point of view you're right go crazy get nuts <laughs> celebrate everything like Lions. your first yeah when, were the, when was the last time the Detroit Lions were one on one, uh, one and one, and an onside kick away from being two and I don't know this is a fact, but I'm thinking it was Matt Stafford and Megatron were still there. Maybe, maybe. Unless they call a break last season and we're just being idiots. I right. Yeah. We, I, 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 I like the Lions. I like the Lions as a team. I think if the Lions weren't in your division, you'd cheer them on a lot more. I don't even have a problem with the Lions. It's more of the Lions yeah. fans I have a problem with. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. The, the I, I have full respect for Lions. I fans. just, there's shit that bothered me from Hard Knocks, but I'm sure that's if I watched any team on Hard Knocks that would bother me. But, yeah. and this ain't, this ain't the coach's fault and this ain't the team's fault, but I like Swift irritates the shit out of me. <laughs> um, I, he doesn't seem to take it as seriously as he should. Williams was over the top emotional, which I think is a burnout too. But like I said, yeah. I could probably nitpick any team that was on hard knocks. Yeah. Then the, the, the Cowboys, when they were on hard knocks, they were almost the other way, like too relaxed, too calm. Like Mike McCarthy saying the stupid, saying the most stupid fucking shit. It's ridiculous. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. hard knocks changed my whole opinion of Bill O'Brien too, though. So when the talk, Texans were on there. I was like, I used to think, oh, Bill O'Brien's going to, you know, do something with this team because he had a ton of talent on that team, Deshaun Watson, mm -hmm. JJ, you know, we can keep going hop. Yeah. But after watching him on Hard Knocks, I'm like, oh, he is going to lose this team. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, Congrats to the 49ers for holding on to Jimmy G. Yeah, you can definitely trip and luck into looking like a genius at times. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's and also the amount of people that are putting hate on Carl Shanahan for running Trey Lance. What did you draft him for? If you wanted a pocket passer, you're not drafting Trey Lance. The fact how many so Trey Lance is officially injury prone. 
as well. That adds on to Trey because he got injured, he got hurt last year from running the ball. So would the thing you, that makes him stand out is the thing that gets him injured. Would you call would you call Sirianni an idiot for running Jalen Hurts if he gets hurt because Jalen Hurts exactly. runs his ass off? Yeah, exactly. Like Trey Lance is in the team to run. Like imagine if Kyler Murray didn't run because you're worried about him being injured. It's imagine if like Lamar Jackson didn't they, run. It's almost getting mad that you ran your running back. You know what I mean? Like, because you know what he's on the field to do. It's, a, it's like we they were getting angry at him for not running him against the Bears in the pissing rain and making him look like yeah. shit because he because yeah. Trey, Trey Lance can't throw the ball yet. Like, I'm sure he'll develop into throwing it or whatever, but no, but no quarterback can throw the ball in that weather, right? And then, so you're pissed off at him for not running him then. And then, what was it, third play of the game? They run him. He gets stuffed up the middle, and it's a freak accident. Like if it was a, like, a more stoppable injury. Like if it's a pulled hamstring, and you know Trey Lance has a sore hamstring, and you know he has a problem there, fine. But it's not as freak accident like Dak Prescott's. Like, I'm not mad at Mike McCarthy for running Dak Prescott in that game. I wasn't Mike, was it? It was Callum Moore was definitely the OC during that. So we'll just go for that. I can't remember if it was Jason Garrett or. Uh, Mike McCarthy, but um, yeah, you don't get mad at them. Flat, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, you don't get mad at them for running Dak Prescott, do you? Uh, so uh, during that, it was a freak accident. Cal Shanahan, like he's not some sort of evil mastermind who's gone right. I wanted Jimmy G in the game, but I didn't want to make myself look stupid. Trailer, like you know, uh, I was thinking, I was like, oh, an injury is never, an injury has probably never helped. Uh, uh, quarterback so much as it might help Trey Lance. It might give him another year of football. We'll see how he recovers from it. Well, everybody check out tomorrow. We'll be back with the live league fantasy football podcast, which we will hear the Canadians say some ridiculous shit. So you don't want to miss that. Like, honestly. Oh, he'll say something fucking ridiculous. I guarantee <laughs> He won. Everybody Tune in tomorrow because the Canadian won in our league, so you know he's going to be absolutely unbearable. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> and also, tomorrow, OvertimeHustling.com, the release of the first episode of the playlist, yours truly, Payne Gusto. Go check it out. We introduce you to some really good um, artists. Also, we each give you three artists that influenced us and why we like hip-hop. So that was pretty cool conversation. I'm excited for all that. We got guests coming. It'll be a good time. But make sure you go check that out. Both are tomorrow and later tonight. Well beyond the art guys are back. I know it's the off season, but they're back with some more. And don't miss MMA Underground tonight. Your boy Buddy V and Street Beef Scrapyard's Real Lion. We've got so much going on. This channel is popping, especially now that we're back, Jay. A pleasure podcasting with you again, my friend. Yeah, I'm excited for football. I enjoy talking to you, so it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. We probably should do more than just the two a week. To be honest, these people need to hear our thoughts and opinions on everything. I mean, I need to hear my thoughts and opinions all the time. So why wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> this is our only space to get them out where it doesn't drive our wife and girlfriends insane. So, uh, although Cynthia has to listen to this right now, so she she's going insane. So. Well, yeah. Well. Yeah. My wife, was, my wife Sandy, was just out here with us too a second ago. So there you go. Yeah, but th this is the place where we get to put it out there. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right, guys, have a good one. One world, one love. Deuces. Deuces.